0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, the very best place to waste an entire day's worth of work just not doing anything other than making your fantasy basketball team way, way better and manipulating your way to a championship that is the best site Hashtag basketball.com to do that at go check them out right now. Um, or maybe check them out after you listen to this podcast. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? So, Michael, who would win in a fight between Amon Chumpert and Yusuf Nurkic? Wow. Um, that I didn't see did not see this question coming. Um, but I, um, I'm going to go with the guy with the reach and it's, and I also am going to go with the guy with that, uh, Eastern European craziness. And that's uh, Joseph Nurkic.
1: I mean, they almost had the throwdown yesterday on Monday. Um, I, I kind of, I'm kind of going with Shump, man. He seemed a lot more PO than Nurkic.
0: Yeah. I mean, Nurkic might've been holding his cool better, but if we were in a real, a horror or an actual fight, like a street fight. Like I don't I don't mess with the Eastern Europeans, man. I don't well, mess with the I Romans. mean
1: you might not want to best mess with a guy whose nickname is the Bosnian
0: beast. No. No, you do not. And also that he's got the reach, man. You, you always take the guy with the reach. Um, so I don't know. I just thought it was crazy that he
1: some some reports said he actually tried to go in the locker room. Other ones said he just waited
0: outside. Uh regardless, it seemed like it wow. was a be- tense situation. Pretty mad to wait outside the locker room, you know, just waiting around, <laughs> just stewing in my own juices, being real pissed off. You gotta be a real kind of, kind of lunatic to do that. So that's, that's fair. Uh, but Tyler, uh, tonight we are doing our sell high podcast as we always do. And I want to give a quick shout out to our Patreon subscribers who get first and exclusive access to our Buy Low, Sell High, and Waiver Wire podcasts. Shout out to our Patreon subscribers. If you want to be a Patreon subscriber and get early access to these podcasts, go subscribe on patreon.com slash Boxes. And in reality, you're really helping the show out. So, like, you get cool exclusive content. You get interact with uh, Tyler and I. But the best part is, is that you're helping the show run. And everything that we get in there goes back to making this show better so thank you to all our Patreon subscribers that are already out there supporting the show. Um Tyler, are you ready? Are you ready for selling high? Like we got a good list of names here. There's a lot of guys who are overachieving. Um and I I think I think there's a lot to talk about actually. Oh there's always a lot to talk about. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's roll up our sleeves. Yeah there is always a lot to talk about. And uh the first guy I want to talk about on this list is a guy who is uh, kind of blowing everybody away right now, definitely playing his best basketball of the season. And you could argue that he's playing the best basketball of his career because in the last uh, week or so, he is a top 10 player. And I'm talking about LaMarcus Aldridge, who um, had a 56-point game. In our last episode, we were talking about players who have scored 55 points or more because that is the uh, the level set by one Brandon Jennings. And LaMarcus Aldridge uh, joined the ranks uh, with a 56-pointer just a few nights ago. LaMarcus playing out of his mind. Actually, that Spurs team just uh, had a, a really good stretch there, even though they've gotten two losses here in the last two games. Um, is this just a simply a case of a, – a, you're selling a guy at his peak, and this is a and this is a high, like a high name value type of player. People know who Lamarcus Aldridge is, so like if there's some connotations there, uh, of people who don't like Lamarcus Aldridge, it might be a little hard to sell high. But uh, for those who know who he is, this might this might be the right time to get a you know first second round player for him.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to try to sell Aldridge. I, I mean, you mentioned that he's playing great right now. Um, also, DeMar DeRozan has been struggling a little bit in the last few games. So um, I, I think that that kind of balances out, right? And Aldridge takes a few less shots and DeRozan takes a few more when he's kind of firing on all cylinders. So there's that part of it, too. Um, he's also 33 years old. Like, uh, he's been relatively healthy for, you know, the last six seasons, but at the same time, you know, the older guys get, there's a little bit more injury risk for anyone. Um, just more minutes, more wear and tear on the body. The Spurs are eventually going to rest him a couple games. They've rested him a few – I mean, he the most he's played is 75 games in any season with the Spurs. He's played in all 45 of their games so far. So you got to figure he's going to miss a handful of games down the stretch here. So there's that too, and, you know, just – Aldridge is great. He does what he does, but I think you can definitely maximize his value right now and sell him high for, you know, I mean, just look at his draft day value. I don't think much has changed for Aldridge. So if you can sell him above his draft day value, I definitely do that.
0: Yeah. He's, I mean, I don't think it's possible for him to get any better than he is currently playing right now, shooting almost close to 60% over the last uh, few weeks or so and um just like you know hitting tons of free getting to the line a ton uh almost hitting all of those free throws so like those are boosting his rankings and a lot of players out there uh, a lot of people who play fancy basketball casually or even somewhat seriously for some reason they like to look only at the rankings, whatever the player rate is telling them, whatever the Yahoo rankings are telling them, instead of looking at what the stats that they are actually getting. And I always recommend when you're doing a trade, look at what stats you're getting, look at what stats you're getting, giving up. Does that fit your team style? Does that fit your build? Does it fit your current roto rankings? Like there's a lot to take in. And when you're making a trade, instead of just looking, well, I'm trading the 12th place guy and I'm getting the eighth place guy. Cool. Like, that that could mean a a thousand different things and so if you're dealing with people who do trade based on rank uh this is a good time because that rank it could not be higher for the marcus yeah
1: he's 24th um in basketball monsters rankings which just is insane and he's not gonna hold that and i mean there's plenty of guys under him that I could see passing him. And I mean, there's a lot of guys on this list that are super, super high right now that just probably not going to hold. And we're going to talk about a bunch of them here today. Um, And that's mostly why I'm selling them.
0: Yeah. I'm going to get, I am going to give a shout out though to Lamarcus Aldridge because every time you think he's down and out, uh, he ends up putting in these like really, really great stretches of fantasy value. Uh, There was that one year in San Antonio where everybody thought it was kind of over for him. Uh, and he's back. You know, he, he played great last year. He's playing great this year. Uh, he has proven to be a pro- pretty much uh, underrated. I think he always gets drafted. Like, no, no one's ever being like, man, big jump for Lamarcus this year. That's that's never happened. So, props to Lamarcus Aldrich for still holding it down at the age of 33. Uh, good on him. You want to play a fun game real quick? Sure. Um,
1: Name me the top 12 players in eight category rankings on total value. Go. On total value. Shit.
0: So that eliminates Steph Curry. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know, Mike. You might oh. want to rethink that. In total value, that's how good Steph Curry is? Like, I, I actually kind of believe it. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, – I know Kevin Durant's played a lot of games. Number three. All right, cool. Um, I'm gonna guess that Lamarcus Aldridge is in this list since that's why you're asking a question. No,
1: he was 24th. I just said that.
0: Oh, what? Oh, well, I, I was drunk. Um, let's see, Dame, Dame never misses any games. Number eight. Uh, cha 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 cha. Not LeBron. Everybody, hey, everybody who called out LeBron for uh, gonna be taking a, a nice long vacation come the beginning of the year. Looks, uh, looks like he's good. he's taking that nice long vacation. Uh, still
1: twenty ninth, that... though. Give give LeBron credit; he was having a good year.
0: Hey, respect uh, respect to LeBron for still being good, but uh, he's getting his break in. Like you got you got to get that break in. Um, all right, let's see who else. This is gonna
1: be tough. Because... Oh, come on! The, the, you got to get number one and number two now. Come Giannis... on, Giannis. Giannis is number nine. Towns, number four. Bradley Beal. Number eleven—that's one I don't know that I would have got. Rudy Gobert. No, Rudy I'm, Gobert I'm gonna, is, I think I'm out on this. I don't. Number know seventeen: you. Harden and Davis, obviously one and two. Oh, okay. Well. Okay. Harden Durant Davis. and Towns. Okay. Any any guesses at number five? Guy, we're always higher on than everyone else. It seems. Uh, Steph Curry. Uh, Paul George is number five. Okay. Nikola Jokic is number six. Yeah. Okay. Good for him. Embiid, Lillard, okay. Giannis. Number 10 is Drew Holiday. 11, Bradley Beal. Drew Holiday. And the insaneness of Steph Curry is everyone other than Anthony Davis has played 40 or more games. Steph Curry is 12th, and he's only played 33 times.
0: Yeah, guys. Steph Curry is good. <laughs> Remember earlier this season when he was going like six, seven, eight, nine, tenth 10th in uh, drafts? Did mock drafts, and me and Tyler were sitting here saying, yeah, he's one of the four players who could finish number one overall. Him, Harden, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant. Those are the only four players who could finish number one overall this season. And um, if I'm looking per game, nine category per game right now, I'm going to go click on that. Um, Kawhi Leonard's actually – hey, good for Kawhi Leonard – is actually number four. And Kevin Durant is number five per game. So Davis, Harden, and Curry, uh, one, two, and three.
1: Yes, sir. As expected.
0: Yeah. Um, I crazy, you.
1: The crazy one on this list, I think. Where do you think DeAndre Ayton is ranked in eight category oh. leagues for wow. the season?
0: In total. he's played a lot. I think he's played most of the games, but I haven't really he's... been hearing too much about him. Just like in general, no NBA buzz, no NBA Twitter buzz, like nothing he's not really doing anything other than dunking the ball. Hey, dunks are, dunks are worth two points. I'll take it. Um, he's, I mean, he's having a pretty good season. I guess he's
1: probably like top 30. He is 22nd. And I would have never guessed that. And a lot of it has to do with what you mentioned, right? There's just not much buzz. Um, he's rebounding the ball great. He's getting you a couple assists. He's getting you almost a steal and, and a block a game, you know, 16 and a half
0: points. I did cheat a little bit. I knew he played 45 games. So that's why I assumed he was in the top 30. But that is very, very surprising. Yes. So there's that. Hmm. I, I, I would never have guessed. Uh, let's talk about some of the other players on this sell high list here um this guy always injury prone um and i'm always a little worried about this guy blake griffin um he is playing great you know over the last but he's also playing about 38 minutes a game how long will those knees hold up uh for for blake griffin
1: yeah he's having a career year too like he means averaging the most points he's averaged in his career um He's just been great. He's 29 years old. The most games we've seen him play um, since 2015 is 67. So he's 67, 35, 61, 58 the last four years. Um, and then he did have an 80, you know, two 80s in a row, but then 66 the year before that, too. Um stat that actually might have been the strike the year where there was a shortened season. Um, yeah. But. Even still, like I, I mean, we've just seen four years in a row where he's gotten hurt. He's playing out of his mind. He is literally one of the top players in fantasy this year. And he's number 25 on the season, right below Marcus Aldridge. Um, I would definitely sell as fast as possible on this.
0: Yeah, not, knock on wood, I don't want to re- wish injury on anybody, but I o- I almost feel that Blake Griffin always gets injured when he's playing his best basketball. Like, I I don't know if I just – have selective memory, but like it just feels like it, it, remembering all these seasons where Blake Griffin got hurt. He was always like ramping up into his very best basketball, and then he would get injured. So might be a bad sign. So uh, definitely try to move him.
1: I got five names. I'm gonna ask you. You can yeah. have Blake Griffin or this person. Ready? These yeah. please are all ranked below Blake Griffin for the season. Okay, let me hear it. Uh, Eric Bledsoe. Yes. Yes? You mean yeah. you, want, you want Blitzo? Or... I want Blitzo. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure what yes meant. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Um, Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton. Julius Randle. Hmm. Probably, um, so they're very, probably Blake Griffin. And a lot of that has to do with, I think, they're very similar players. Um, and so betting on Blake Griffin to be the, the superior version is, is probably good. Um okay I I lied I got two more that I want to ask Donovan Mitchell
0: That's a really tough one because Donovan Mitchell's super super struggling um just started to to play well but like who knows how long that will last and uh you know I mean the I I think I'm going to go Blake Griffin I just think he's a little bit more uh, he's not more durable but he's going to give you more I think for the rest of the season. Buddy per healed. game, per game, per game. Buddy healed, but healed uh, Blake Griffin. Yeah, so I mean, it's kind of like, like if Blake Griffin's going to go out in the next like two to three weeks, all of those guys would be better than Blake Griffin. And those guys were all top fifty players for the season.
1: I did not mention anyone who was below the top fifty there. And man, I mean, I'm super worried about Blake staying healthy i think i would take pretty much all of those guys uh over blake griffin except for buddy healed i would i would even take the shot on donovan mitchell i just feel better about him staying healthy and playing a little bit better in the second half um and julius Randle, I, i mean i think that you probably have to go blake griffin there just in the sense that they're so similar and julius Randle hasn't been the healthiest either so you know i'd take blake griffin
0: as the kind of superior version of that player I agree. Um, and let's actually talk about Buddy Heald. He is currently on this list for your sell high. So, like, we'll go into why Buddy Heald is playing. You know, he's playing for probably some of the best basketball. But I thought uh, Buddy Heald was due for a little bit of a breakout this season.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, Buddy Heald's an older rookie. We, we don't see that very often, right? Like, most people think, like, oh, man, it's his, you know, third-year breakout. He's young. He's this. He's 26 years old already. Like, he, he's not yeah. that young he's super old
0: um and so here he's entering his prime pretty much
1: that's what i mean and here's the thing that worries me about buddy heel now we've seen him be a fantastic basically the whole time he's been in sacramento he's been a fantastic three-point shooter but he's shooting 44.4 percent on his threes this year taking 7.3 attempts a game so that's giving him 3.33 pointers a game that is an insane total I don't know that he can shoot that good. Like That's exceptional. That's Steph Curry territory. Um, So there's that. The other thing that really worries me is there's no steals and blocks in this. He's averaging half and 0.3. And we've seen in the past that he's not an exceptional steals guy or blocks guy. Um, He averaged 1 a game. He averaged 0.7 a game per 36 minutes his rookie season and and 1.5 per 36 minutes his sophomore season and now half per 36 minutes. So maybe there's not much steals here. So he's kind of an empty points and threes. I just don't love that. Now he's a 38th ranked player on the season, but if you think those percentages are going to dip a little bit, which I do, I mean, he shot 44% last year. He's shooting 47% this year. Um, That's going to drop him really far, really fast, because he's basically only a really big positive in two categories. So I would, if I could get a top 50 player for Buddy Heal, I would do that in a heartbeat.
0: Yeah, he, uh, he lives on that plateau where uh, a lot of the players in that range are kind of interchangeable. And if you do see a drop, whether it be in percentage or steals or, or something that's uh, significant, um, you can really fall off the planet. And so that's why, uh, like I said, I always recommend people look at stats instead of ranks. Um, and uh, Buddy Hill playing great basketball right now, but if you're worried about him sliding, now's a good time to, to make a move, see if you can sell him for something better. Jamal Murray or Buddy Hill? Um, that's uh, that's a tough one. That's a great question. Um, I'm going to go Buddy Hill. I'm going Murray on that. Um, that's close. See.
1: I think it's close to, but I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I think Murray's gonna step up, and I think Kahl's gonna step back. And so, you know, I mean, we talk about this all the time. Of like, want to get the player, I think, going in the up instead of in the down. And, and so, there's kind of my reasoning for that. Um, Jason Tatum, buddy. Mm, probably Tatum. Yeah, give me Tatum too. Just a little bit better steals and blocks. Gonna still score a, a decent amount. Um, and then there's, you know, a lot of these guys, it's just kind of amorphous once we get outside that top 50 range of like, it's just a coin flip at that point of who, you know,
0: is better. That's true. Uh, speaking of guys who have been playing better, D'Angelo Russell finally kind of hitting his stride here over the last month. He, per game, it's a top 40 player. Um, For the this-
1: season on totals, he is 33rd.
0: 33rd, That's Mike. Really? 33rd. I, I, I swear he was out more more games than just a couple. Uh maybe I maybe I just haven't been paying very good he attention. He played
1: 44 games according to Basketball Monster. Now I did not make Basketball Monsters sheet. He played 48 games total last year, 44 already this season.
0: So this is a I think a, a, a tough one though, because D'Angelo Russell was always a player. He's only uh, unlike Buddy Healed. Who you feel like is is very young and a rookie, uh, barely uh, past his rookie season. D'Angelo Russell been around for a while, already been traded, uh, about to turn 23. So this is someone who should be uh, making a leap. This is the and this is the kind of leap people have been predicting about D'Angelo Russell for a while. So why would you sell high in in this case if if this is the player that D'Angelo Russell is going to be?
1: Um, The per 36-minute numbers are a little bit worrying on a couple levels, right? He's averaging 22.8 points per 36, which is well above his career average. And um, if Mark Roberts has taught us anything, Mike, it's that we should trust those career per 36-minute numbers pretty closely. That Players don't deviate a lot from their per 36-minute numbers. They just get more minutes, right? So... Um, The assists are also at a well above career average number, Um, so that's worrying. And the three-pointers are at a well above career average not only percentage, but uh, makes, so I'm a little bit worried about that too. So, you know, you kind of throw that all into a pot. You got to figure Russell misses a few extra shots kind of in the second half. The health, I mean, he's been injured each of the last two seasons. So that's a little bit worrying. And then, you know, the numbers fade back a little bit. And I think he's just kind of trendy. He's hot, right? Like people are saying, oh, you know, D'Angelo Russell's having a breakout. This is what we've been waiting for, you know. You know, players right below him that are ranked, you know, Eric Bledsoe, Chris Middleton, Donovan Mitchell. Give me all those guys over D'Angelo Russell. I just – I'm not really buying this breakout. And I think he probably finishes here outside the top 50.
0: Yeah, and let's not forget to mention the fact that uh, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, Alan Crabb, Karis LeVert, all guys who are going to um, be back from injury at some point in the next month, or perhaps uh, in February with Karis LeVert, um, it, all those guys are going to need more touches, more usage, more minutes, and that's going to mean less Uh, production for d'angelo russell so even if d'angelo russell's having a uh, a bit of a breakout or at least a little bit of a bump the team that he is going to be playing with isn't gonna isn't gonna be the same team there's gonna be more minutes needed to be given out um and i don't think that completely harms d'angelo russell but the nets do like to spread those minutes around and not and not really rely on anybody for more than 30 minutes a game
1: yeah, and that's always the downfall of that
0: team. Yeah, we—I mean, we we always appreciate it when it's uh, has nothing to do with fantasy, where you're like, okay, good—you're you're giving people rest. You're not running, uh, you know, down and ruining their careers like Tom Thibodeau. But uh, when it comes to fantasy, Tom Thibodeau is sadly the best coach. <laughs> Fair enough. It's just, it's just true. Let's talk about another guy on this list, Yosef uh, Nurkic. A guy who would beat the living shit at Iman Schumpert. He, it's just like he's been having a, a, a basically a career season. Um. So what what makes you think he's not going to just keep this up? He's basically kept it up for the entire first half of the season. He's been basically the top, you know, the top thirty top. 40 player, he's you know 15 and 10, uh, getting blocks, getting a steal. Like what makes you think he's gonna deviate too much from uh this really, really strong first half? Did he learn how to shoot a free throw? Let me let me see no.
1: I mean, he's up, you know, from his career average 10%, and he's taking a crazy amount, 4.8 attempts i think that number could fall back a little bit so that'll bump the points down a hair i mean not a ton but some um the other worrying thing and he's actually playing the most minutes he's ever played in his career which is a positive but the assists are kind of out of nowhere and we've seen portland do this in the past right that they like to run with the center as kind of a playmaker you know they did it with mason plumley when he was there and they're doing it with Nurk. but I think that those numbers might fall back a little bit to like two and a half. Um, the steal numbers are likely to fall back. He's basically been 0. 0.8 every season of his career. And now all of a sudden it's 1.1. Hmm, That's so, interesting. Yeah. So he's played four full seasons and he's been 0.8 steals every single year, including last year when he played 26.4 minutes a game this year, he's playing 27 minutes a game. So a slight increase, maybe he gets to 0. 0.9, but 1.1 1. 1 still seems like a lot. Um, so there's that. So, you know, you take a little bit of hit in every category and the, the ranking number drops quite a bit. He is the 28th ranked player in totals on the season.
0: If I can sell him,
1: if I can sell him for anywhere near that value though, I feel pretty strong about doing that. If I do think he's going to take a small step back in a lot of categories.
0: Uh, yeah. Like, If you don't trust him, then that makes a lot of sense. I think I like that synopsis. Um, What I, I think I like a little bit better, though, is that you're looking at a player who I just don't think can get any better. He might not get worse but he's definitely not going to get any better. So if you end up selling uh, him or trading him for a player of uh, equal or a little bit greater value, maybe you throw in a a trade chip just to to make the deal happen. You're at worst giving up a guy who's going to, you know, kind of just stay where he is and uh, maybe drop off a little bit when it comes to the free throws, like Tyler was saying Uh, maybe he uh, his steals drop off a little bit too. Like, um, maybe his minutes uh, drop off, but at worst he is going to be playing exactly what he's doing, uh, how he's been playing for the season. So if you think you can get something better than that, go for it, because uh, I, I think you know I, a lot of people who grab uh, Nurkic either a desperately needed a center, and so it would be good to maybe get back some uh, extra bigs in that trade or B grabbed him as like their third center um, and they're just stacked in centers and you just don't need that many centers on your team. So he'd be either a good guy to, uh, to find whoever is desperate for a center in your league and say, Hey, look at this guy. He's playing well. Give me one of your better players because you are struggling and you're not going to make the playoffs without a center, my, my man. And then maybe you can make a trade and swindle a guy. That's always a good way of doing it. That's always my favorite. I agree, uh, Tyler. Do you have anything, uh, anything else you want to talk about? Any, anything to plug? Uh, no, man. That's. Uh, I, I think that is it for tonight. Um, for our sell high segment, everybody, if you like what you're listening to, um, please rate and review us. We really appreciate it. It really helps people uh, find the podcast. And if you are in, hey, you got a lot of friends who play fantasy basketball. Let a friend know, tell a friend, take their phone, download the the podcast, subscribe. Uh, we really appreciate you guys spreading this uh, through word of mouth as well like that. That helps a ton. That's the best way to uh, to really give recommendations and to uh, to help out our podcast is to just let people know it exists. And if you want to support us, go check out patreon.com dot slash watching the boxes. You can find me on Twitter at Watch the Boxes. You can find Tyler at Tyler P. Watts and we will catch you next time.